Hello, Cathedral family. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks so much for joining us at service this weekend. It's Valentine weekend, and you know, Valentine's Day has its roots in faith. There was a man by the name of Valentine back in the third century, and he was a, a bishop. And he was arrested because he was performing Christian marriages and standing for Christian love. And he got in trouble for that. And he was arrested. And when he was arrested, he was brought to trial. And one story says that the judge, well, he listened to Valentine share his faith and said, well, I, I need some kind of proof that, well, what you're saying is, is true. So the judge brought his daughter that was blind to Valentine and Valentine prayed for the daughter and the daughter could see. Well, Valentine's Day has its roots in Valentine who celebrated the love of God and the love that God gives to a couple. And so I hope that today, this weekend, you'll remember that you're loved, that you're loved by God. And that, well, all service long, you would sense that love and that the Father's arms are wrapped around you. We've come now to worship God. Pastor Vaughn and the team are going to lead us in worship.
declare a hallelujah. Declare the high praise of our King in the face of the enemy, in the face of the opposition. We declare the Lord's victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on and shout it. God is good. And all the time. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. I hope you heard what we just sang. My weapon is the melody. So if we sing and praise the goodness of God, we're going to be strengthened. If we sing and praise the greatness of God, we're going to be encouraged. If we sing and praise the love of God, we're going to be ready for whatever we're facing in this moment. We're going to do this in just a moment. I believe we just need to raise a hallelujah. Now, I know some of you, you're sitting in the coffee shop and you're looking around. Some of you are on your front deck and you're thinking people are walking by. Some of you are in public. But hey, here's what I want you to do. When I count to three, I just want you to raise a hallelujah. But remember, this is a weapon. So before we do that, what is it you want to see God bring victory to? Is there a victory? Is there a breakthrough? Is there a provision? Is there a healing? Is there an answer? Is there wisdom you need? I want you to get that clearly in mind because we're going to count to three and raise a hallelujah for God to bring that in your life right now. Are you ready to receive that victory? One, two, three. Hallelujah! Okay, we need to do this one more time. One, two, three. Hallelujah! Okay, you can just look around at that coffee shop and pretend you don't know what's going on. But God's going to bring you a victory. And we're standing with you and believing with you for that. If you need personal prayer, I encourage you to send your prayer request to us. We're standing with you and believing for what God's going to do. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, can you believe it's already the middle of February? We're almost to March. And in March, we are looking forward to the fact that we're going to begin gathering outdoors once again the first weekend. And we're looking forward to being with you and seeing you as we grow together. Believe it or not, we're on the road to resurrection, to Easter already. It's such a crazy time. And on this Valentine's weekend, we hope you're spreading out some love. In fact, one of the greatest love passages that we can find in the Bible comes from John 3, 16. And here's what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting or eternal life. I hope you notice here that there's two verbs linked together. God so loved that he gave. Loving and giving are always linked. God's love leads him to give and our love leads us to give. If you can tell if someone's loving because they're giving and Cathedral has been a place for years that has done that. Not only is the love lived out, but the giving's lived out. We've done that around the Bay and around the world with our campuses. And I've got some news for you this weekend. One of our campuses, East San Jose, 
has been part of us for 10 years. They've lived out the love over there. They've generously given of themselves. And beginning in April, they're going to plant a new church called The Blessed Side. There'll no longer be a cathedral campus. Some of the people will come back to cathedral campuses. Some will go with them. And we've given them leadership and resources for years. And now we give them a blessing as they take this step of faith, looking forward to what God's going to do in this new church plant. Well, again, loving and giving are always connected. And as we love God, that's why we come to this moment of giving. You can go online. You can go to our website. You can write out a check and mail it to us or drop it by the church office. Your loving results in your giving. You can also text GIVE to the number at the bottom of the screen. And we're looking forward to what God's going to do as we give to Him out of our love in this moment. Well, I want to give a shout out to many of you last week because I encouraged you to think of someone in your cathedral family that you could send a text or email or call, send an encouraging word to. And I heard so many reports of people who did that and who heard that and received that. I want to encourage you to continue to do that. Ask God to give you some way to text, call, or bless someone. And as you're thinking about who you could give that encouragement to, give your attention to Megan as she comes to give us some upcoming events that are happening here at Cathedral. Hello, Cathedral family, and happy Valentine's Day weekend. Whether you are receiving roses or chocolates this Valentine's Day, just remember that the love of Jesus Christ is the best gift we could ever receive. And what better way to celebrate the love of Jesus than by taking communion with us this Sunday in remembrance of Him. Not just this Sunday, but every Sunday in February on our San Jose campus, we will be serving communion. Our pastoral staff is here to pray with you and serve you, and we can't wait to see you then. Mark your calendars for March 7th. It's a very special day here at Cathedral because we will be launching our new Cathedral worship album and we will be hosting an online worship event so that we can worship with you. There'll be special guests, new music, and we just can't wait to see you there. These are just a couple of highlights, but be sure to check our church website and our app for all the latest and greatest here at Cathedral. We can't wait to see you this Sunday at Communion and all our many events. There's this one comic I found of, of two buddies. They're getting a bit older and they're out on the golf course together. One of them hits a tee shot and says, man, my old eyes aren't what they used to be. Did you see where my ball went? And his buddy said, yep, but I can't remember. <laughs> I feel their pain. You know, as I'm getting older, I've noticed my eyesight isn't 
quite what it used to be. But in ancient days, well, it was even more difficult because as you got older, it wasn't that uncommon to lose your vision completely. You know, the lack of hygiene, effective medicine, the exposure to the elements, all those things combined together could rob you of your vision. And that's what happens to a man in the Bible. He had once been able to see, but now he had lost his vision until Jesus comes to town. And then when Jesus comes to town, well, his friends bring him to Jesus and they beg Jesus to heal him. Boy, I certainly appreciate friends like that. When you feel you don't have the strength or even the faith to go to Jesus, well, they bring you to Jesus and intercede on your behalf. Well, the picture then turns like, well, it's like a visit to the doctor's office. Jesus takes them out from the village and it's as if they're at an appointment. And Jesus spits onto the man's eyes. And when he does this, well, that was part of the medical practice of the day. And then, like a good physician, he asks his patient, after he touches the man's eyes, how's your vision now? And the man says, well, it's better, but it's still blurry. I can see people, but they look like trees. And so Jesus touches the man's eyes a second time. You know, sometimes it takes a second touch for complete healing to take place. And, well, when Jesus touches the man's eyes a second time, the Bible says his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Jesus is the great physician. Can somebody say amen to that? That's what Jesus did, and that's what Jesus still does. He helps us with our vision. In the year 2020, if it didn't rob our vision completely, take it away, well, it sure made things cloudy, and it was difficult to dream, hard to see. And so that's why at the start of this new year, we're asking Jesus to restore our sight so that we can see clearly again. We're asking him to resurrect dead dreams or to help us dream a new dream. Whether it takes one touch or a second touch or a third touch, Jesus, open our eyes so that we can dream again. Now for the next few moments, I wanna talk to you about being what I call a dream releaser. It's one thing to avoid the negative. I mean, we don't want to be someone who steps on dreams and steals dreams. But it's another thing to engage the positive. That we're an active force to help others find their dreams and follow their dreams. To be a dream releaser. I got a call recently from a young man who's a part of our church family and when he was young, uh, as a child, he had a dream, a dream to play professional football. And 
Well, he played in high school. He played in college. And today he's living his dream. He is a professional football player. But the reason he was calling me was, was that as he's been living his dream, it's given birth to another dream. And well, it's a dream within a dream, how he is now mentoring young athletes and training them. He's helping them to find and follow the dreams that they have. And as he's doing this, I could hear it in his voice. There was so much joy, so much life that this new training camp and program was so fulfilling for him. And you'll never guess what he, ta- uh, what he called it. He calls it delays are not denials. Isn't that crazy? I mean, my dad would have never dreamed when he first shared those words with the church that those words would still have legs today in 2021. That not only did that phrase inspire Darnell, but now he's using that phrase to inspire others. That's what it looks like to be a dream releaser. Not only do you focus on your dream and living your dream, but how can you become a dream releaser? What if today, what if we all did this? We asked Jesus to help us. Jesus, restore our sight. Right now it's blurry, but make things clear for us that we can see who we can help this year to help them find and follow the dream you have for them. When you become a a dream releaser, not only do you pay it back, you also find that you're paying it forward. I mean, it makes sense to be a dream releaser because we should pay it back. And when we were in school, if we had a difficult time in a class and somebody helped us, it makes sense to pay it back and to perhaps tutor another student. Or if somebody helped us when we first joined the company and helped us to learn our way around the office, well, it makes sense for us to go out of our way to pay it back and to help another new employee to find their way around the office. Or if somebody helped us when we were a new believer and they took us under their wing and discipled us to give us a good foundation. It makes sense to to pay that back. It really does. And help a a new convert. Help them start off strong as they begin their journey of faith. So it's right and good to pay it back. When you've been blessed, don't keep that blessing to yourself. Extend that blessing to others and give back. But what I've also discovered is this. When you become a dream releaser, not only are you paying it back, you also find that you're paying it forward. It's a little bit like a boomerang. Um, I saw this picture of a boomerang, and the boomerang says, I'll be back. And do you know that's what happens with the boomerang? I mean, it's, it's made out of lightweight wood. It's usually a, a foot or two in length. And the Aborigines developed it and perfected it. And when you throw it properly, the law of physics kicks in. In fact, let me go ahead and try that with our cameraman right now. Are you guys ready? Uh Uh-oh. 
Uh, that wasn't a good idea. Kurt, is our insurance paid up? But a boomerang, what you send out, it eventually comes back. And that is not only a, a law that's at work in our natural world. There are other kinds of laws at work in our world. I call them kingdom physics. Jesus talks about kingdom physics in Luke chapter 6. He says, give and it will be given to you. A good amount will be poured into your lap. It will be pressed down, shaken together and running over. The same amount you give will be measured out to you. In other words, when you give of yourself to others, when you serve the dreams of others, not only are you paying it back, but it has a way of boomeranging back into your life. This is what happens with a young man in the Bible by the name of Joseph. Joseph had a dream to become a leader, but on the way to his dream, he ends up first in a pit and then in a prison. Do you think when Joseph first had the dream to be a leader, that he thought, well, the pathway is going to include a pit and a prison. That probably wasn't in his thought process. But that's the thing about dreams and pursuing them. There are lots of twists and turns along the way. So hang in there. Don't get discouraged. So Joseph is in prison, but even in prison, his leadership gifts continue to emerge. He blooms wherever he is planted. He's put in charge of the entire prison. And two of his prisoners, they used to work for the king. Now they're in prison. And one night, both of them have a dream. And when they wake up, both of them are stressed because they don't know what these dreams mean. And what does Joseph do? Well, he steps up and he helps them with their dreams. And do you know that one day that boomerangs back to Joseph? That one night the king has a dream and he doesn't know what it means and he's stressed out. And then one of the guys that Joseph helped out, he ends up saying this to the king. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he told us what each of our dreams meant. And that right there was the way God worked in one day. Joseph went from being in prison to being in the palace. See, when you serve the dreams of others, not only are you paying it back, it's a way of paying it forward. It boomerangs back to you. In 1981, when I joined the staff here at Cathedral of Faith, I had the wonderful privilege and joy of serving the dreams that my dad had. And I poured myself into that. I worked very hard to see those dreams fulfilled and come to pass. It was, it was an awesome experience for me. But eventually what happened is that boomerang back to me. And when I took over as the lead pastor at Cathedral of Faith, God surrounded me with an amazing team. I'm so thankful to God that God brought people around me 
to help us now to, to move forward and to go after the new dreams that God had for Cathedral of Faith. It boomeranged back. What you give out eventually comes back. God will find a way. Jesus talked about kingdom physics in another passage. We know it as the golden rule, but really it is kingdom physics. Jesus said, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. Because when you live that way and you serve others, serve the dreams of others, it has a way of coming back to you. Jesus, help us today. Give me clarity. My eyes are blurry, but I want to see. I want to see who this year I can help find and follow the dream that you have for them. I want to be a dream releaser. And when you're a dream releaser, when you start to lean into that, you really are on the pathway to true greatness. That's where true greatness is. There's a phrase, even if you're not a sports fan, you may have run across it. It's an acronym. It's called G-O-A-T, GOAT. Now, when I was a kid growing up, if you were the GOAT, that was not a good thing. No. You know, if you had a choice between being the hero and the GOAT, you'd choose the hero every time. But you know how things change trying to keep up with everything. It's not easy. And well, now GOAT means something else completely. It stands for greatest of all time. And so you find people argue about who was the greatest. You know, is it Jordan or James? Is it, well, is it Brady or Montana? Is it the bear or is it the tiger? Who's the greatest? Do you know the disciples once argued about who was the goat? Who was the greatest? Who was the greatest disciple? Well, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. You think you're the greatest. I'm the greatest. There's a scrum that breaks out among the disciples. It's like a feisty debate that you'd see on SportsCenter. And then Jesus, what he does is he uses this as a teaching moment. And you have to watch very carefully to make sure you don't miss what Jesus says. Jesus doesn't throw a wet blanket on their ambition. Instead, he takes that desire and he harnesses it and he gives it a pathway. He says, if you want to be the goat, the greatest of all time, go for it. If you want to be great in the sight of God, and what could be greater than that? Jesus says, do your very best. And here is how you do it. And then he goes on to teach them this. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. We've seen that. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. If you want to be great, if you want to be the goat, Jesus shows us how. Martin Luther King, he put it this way. 
He said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul that's generated by love. And when out of love you serve others, when you serve the dreams of others, when you begin to ask questions, how can I inspire others to dream? Sometimes we inspire them just by going after our dreams. How can I inspire others to dream? How can I be a champion of their dreams? How can I open a door for them? How can I remove a roadblock for them? How can I use the power and position that I've been blessed with? Because everybody, everybody has some degree of position and power. How can I use that position and power to serve them and to serve their dreams? And when that happens, you're on your way to greatness. Here at Cathedral of Faith, well, we like to put it this way. We say, get excited. In fact, I'm going to invite everybody that's locked in with me right now. Go ahead, wherever you're at, and repeat that with me. Get excited. Get excited about making somebody else successful. When you do that, it doubles the excitement in your life. Not only are you excited about becoming successful, but you get excited about making others successful. It doubles the excitement. What would that look like for you to help somebody else become successful this year? When you walk into a room, there's two ways you can walk into a room. You can walk into a room and say, here I am, and here are my dreams. Or you can walk into a room and say, there you are. What are your dreams? And when you leave the room as a dream releaser, you're on your way to becoming the goat. Well, Jesus, this year, help us to see clearly. You know, there's one young lady right here in the Bay Area. Well, that's what she did. Not only did she go after her dream, but now she's helping others with an app that she developed to go after their dreams. Here's a bit of her story. I graduated high school with honors with having no pathway to go to college. And I came to the Bay Area and it wasn't until I got here that um, a lady from my church, <laughs> out of all places, was like, hey, where are you gonna go to college? I was like, ay, Dios mio, like, that's why I left LA, you know, like, I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, like, my son is a counselor at Dienza, y él ayuda a estudiantes indocumentados to go to school all the time. Sure enough, uh, dreamers can go to college. Day one, as I stepped foot in school, I was like, this is wild. Like, I need to figure out a way to be able to tell as many people as possible that this is doable, that we can go. I was in community college. I signed up for this competition. I won first place in the country. I got $100,000 come back home and build my dream app, my dream company. Dreamers Roadmap is a free national mobile app where we help undocumented students across the country find scholarships to go to college. To date, we've had close to 30,000 students have access to Dreamers Roadmap. 
I just wanted it to be an option that if you wanted to go to school, you didn't opt out of it because you didn't find the money or because someone told you people like you can't go to college. What a great story. Jesus, help me this year. Who knows what God wants to do through your life? Help me this year to see clearly. My eyes are blurry right now, but Jesus, help me to see. Touch my sight so that I can see someone around me that I can help find and follow the dream that you have for them. Perhaps it starts right there in your home. Become a dream-releasing family. Mother Teresa was once asked, how, how do we change the world? And she said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Right there around the breakfast table. What if you turned your home into a dream factory? Where, well, you're helping your spouse to follow their dreams. Or you're helping your kids as parents. Helping our kids to find and follow the dream that God has for their life. And to help to, to develop that thought, I've asked my daughter, Lauren, if she would do that. So, Lauren, thanks so much. Come on up and share it with us how. Oh, and thanks, Dad. It's my dad. You know, not too long ago, there was this thing going around Facebook, right? One of those question, copy and paste things. And, and this is what it said. It said, for those of you working from home and have kids, Refer to them as your coworkers and tell me what they are doing. Well, as you can imagine, there were tons of hilarious answers. Actually, online, if you're in the chat, go ahead, share with us. What have your coworkers been doing? Let's see. My coworkers, I'll share with you a little bit. My coworkers, a few weeks ago, my coworkers were sliding up and down the hallway in their socks singing Johnny Cash songs. The same day, one of my coworkers was crawling around on the floor, barking at me because he wanted a snack. And just a few days ago, uh, one of my, that, actually that same coworker, he covered himself in Play-Doh and was running around the house because he wanted to be Iron Man. You can imagine the mess that was cleaning up, right? It has been almost an entire year that we have been at home with our co-workers, right? And it has been a long year. I saw an article with a study that was done in it. They found that motherhood is the equivalent of working two and a half full-time jobs. Two and a half full-time jobs. No wonder you're so tired all the time, right? But you know, I've noticed something. I've noticed that the language around parenting in our culture has kind of taken a shift, right? Being stuck at home or referring to our family as our co-workers and motherhood is just another job, right? But as soon as you start looking at parenting like it's just another job and your kid's like, oh, it's just my co-workers, you can really start to lose vision for your family because it's just another job, Right? It becomes, well, let's just get through the day. Or I hear a lot of people say, you know what? I'm going to wake up and go to work so that I can come home and relax, right? That's the reason why we go to work, right? And if you do that, you have missed out on so much opportunity for your kids. You see, God didn't create children to be kind of this meaningless, routine work in your life, right? God created children to be a blessing 
to you with their very own special purpose in mind. And there's, there's so many examples in the Bible about this. And um, actually, here's, just, here's a few of my favorites. Uh, Psalms 127.3, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Proverbs 17.6, children's children are a crown to the age. Grandparents, you know what that is, right? And parents are the pride of their children. Why do you think there's so many parents out there posting pictures of their kids and their accomplishments on Facebook and Insta, right? Psalm 139, I love this verse. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Let me tell you why this is one of my favorite verses. And it's because it tells how much attention to detail God puts into creating an individual human being. You see, all children are created by God. All children are a blessing. And all children have God-given dreams to live out while here on earth. You see, parenting, it is not a job. It is not. It is a gift. It is a calling and it is a purpose given to you by God in this moment. And when you embrace parenting as a gift, it can completely change your perspective and really help to see your children in a new way. God could have chosen any other person at any other time period to be the parent of your child, but he didn't. He chose you. So let's get real for a second, okay? When you look at your kids, do you see them as a blessing? Do you enjoy them as a blessing? Now, whether you've got one kid or 20 kids, doesn't matter how many kids, raising kids is hard, especially right now, right? I know I'm not the only one with a kid who can't stand going on Zoom classes anymore, right? And it is hard. It's hard to look past those chaotic days with the frustrating days, the arguments, especially if you're on limited sleep, right? But that's okay, on those days where you feel like you're not enough, remember that you do not have to be because God always is. God is always enough. So I want to encourage you to embrace the gift of parenting. Find ways to see your kids with fresh eyes, okay? Start each day with a fresh perspective of them. Make it your goal to learn one new thing about them each day. Treat them with kindness, eat meals together, talk to them, take interest in what they do. Tell them that you love them, find their love language and show them that you love them. And just watch how their, their sense of self will start to grow. Now, if you wanna release God-given potential in your kids, I like to suggest that there's two major ways to do that, okay? And the first is something that you can do for them. And that is to pray for them. Now we can have a whole separate discussion on the importance of prayer. But prayer every day, lift your kids up to God in prayer, okay? Because you are not the one that is in control. God is the one that is in control. And prayer is such a powerful thing that you can do for your kids. Second is there's an, a solid thing that you can give to them. And that's something that you can give to them is right here. 
This is a little thing called truth. Show them where real truth is found. Show them the truth about their value, the truth about their purpose, and the truth about their identity, that God has a dream and a calling for their life rooted in truth. You see, your kids will face all kinds of struggles, all kinds of struggles on the way to their dreams. And it's so hard to watch your kids struggle. But last week, remember, we learned that there is growth in the struggle. Okay, and if you watch the sermon and, and you hung around for the rap, they actually had a great conversation about this. Actually, if you didn't watch the rap last week, I encourage you to go back and watch it because of the great conversation that they had. But teach them that you can never go wrong standing behind the words of Jesus. And that way, when they're chasing their dreams, they won't need the world to shape their identity. They've already found it in Jesus. They won't need the world to discover where their place is because they already know that God created them for a special purpose. When they run into a problem, no need to panic because they already know who their provider is. And when they have an achievement, they will know who to praise because they are able to recognize all that God has done for them. You see, Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world. Can you imagine where, me as, where, where we as moms, dads, grandparents, aunties, uncles, godparents, what if we lifted our kids up in prayer and we taught them truth? And they took that truth to heart and developed their dreams and took those dreams out into the world to spread more salt and more light, the good news of Jesus. You see, if they know truth, Nothing will be able to stand in their way. They will dream and imagine with God right at their side. I'm gonna ask my dad to come back on up because in a minute, we're gonna pray for families. And actually, if your kids aren't in the room, I encourage you, grab them, bring them out here because we wanna pray together. We do, Lauren. Thank you for sharing those insights. And as you said, Lauren, really it starts with, with connecting with God. Uh, Unless you're connected with God, you'll never really find and fulfill the dream that he has for you, the reason you were created. And I want to invite you, maybe you know about Jesus, you've heard about Jesus, but you never put your faith and trust in him. You can do that right now. Just say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my savior and I put you in charge of my life. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for having a dream for my life. Amen. If you said that prayer, you've started a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And now I, I want to pray for, for everyone that's locked in with us today, whether you're you know, part of the cathedral family or just friends, guests watching today. We want to pray for you and your household, whatever that household looks like, that, that even now that the Holy Spirit would breathe on that house. Just extend your hands toward us as we pray, Father, we speak a blessing over every household. We pray that the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Spirit would, well, flow through that house even now. I pray that, Lord, you'd begin to resurrect dead dreams and people would dream new dreams. And boy, right there in that home, it would be a dream factory. And we pray this in the matchless, marvelous name of Jesus. God, restore sight. 
Help us to see clearly. No matter how many times we need to be touched, God, thank you that you work with us and work with us until we are made well. Amen and amen. Well, we believe you're going to see a victory right there in your home. And here comes the worship team to share. I'm going to see a victory with us. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail Cause the God our Son knows only how to triumph My God will never fail No, my God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Let's sing it. There's power. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. Now I'm not backing down from any giant. Because I know how this story ends. Yeah, come on. Yes, I know how this story Victory, I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory, I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Say it again, come on. Say, I'm gonna see a victory, I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah. Put your hands together. Make a sound, a triumphant sound in the face of the opposition, in the face of your circumstance. Let's watch God do this. You take the enemy meant for evil. Come on. And you turn it for good. Aren't you grateful? You turn it for good. Come on. You take the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yes, you do. You turn it for good. Yes, come on, you take. You take the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it. You turn it for good. Oh, so you 
I'm going to see a victory. Boy, stand on that. Believe it. Declare it today. Thanks again for for spending this time with us and joining us for service. You know, if if you have a prayer request, please let us know. Contact us. In fact, during Lent, I'm going to be praying for specifically for the dreams of the Cathedral of Faith that people have. So feel free to send me your dreams because I'd love to stand with you and agree in prayer for those dreams. Right after uh, service, there'll be the wrap, so make sure you stay tuned. It's a way to take the service deeper and further. Let me speak God's blessing on you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace and restore your sight. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Yo, what's up, Cathedral of Faith? Come on in the room. It is time for the wrap. Pastor Ken wrapping up this series on dreaming, and we're going to wrap up this sermon and uh, do it it right with our man, Joey. He's usually on the drums. He's usually on the kit, but now he's on the rap. Let's (laughs) go at it, man. (laughs) Mr. Joey, what did you hear hear today, man? Wow, man. First of all, amazing, amazing. Pastor Ken, thank you so much. It was just so powerful. Um... One thing that just really struck out and hit me hard was uh, the dream releaser. Jesus touched my eyes, gave me clarity. Uh, Little note here, uh, little, uh, not a fun fact, but reality is that on December 13th, I went in and I I put myself into rehab uh, for alcohol. And I was in for 30 days, went in during the holidays, New Year's. And what this has done, with this, as it's opened my eyes for clarity in the home, in my marriage, in my, yeah. my family, mm-hmm. being honest, mm. being real. It's mm. good. And I feel amazing. Wow. Oh, it's so, so good, awesome. man. I, I tell you, like, in a, in, a, 
in a season of, of uh, our culture, we talk about brave things all the time. And it's oh, yeah. really being thrown around mm-hmm. in arenas that's not really brave. Yeah. Like either standing against a political agenda, standing against a political person, yeah. standing up mm-hmm. trying to proclaim this or that. That's not real bravery. Right. This is real bravery. Yeah. Standing Amen. up to yourself right. and owning where you've been, where you're at. That's right. We applaud you, brother. Thank yes. you. And we, we, yes. uh, we celebrate in Absolutely. this success story. Right. And uh, we talk about it a lot here with their family, just what an amazing success that, mm-hmm. that this family represents and how just to see your kids growing up in the faith, man. Mm-hmm. And just, it's amazing to see how you are living out this sermon. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pushing mm-hmm. others forward. Mm-hmm. Pushing others forward. Amen. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing, brother. Yeah. That's yeah. great, great. I mean, Joey, thank you so much. You're welcome. That's really like, like we talked about a little bit, like that's not shameful. That's, right. This is what being courage- no strong way. and courageous looks no like, way. right? That's, that's right. exactly right. So that's thank right. you. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And talking about family. How about Lauren, huh? Yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. Two points that Lauren um, that said is the prayer and uh, the, the Bible, the Word mm-hmm. of God. Because we're just become empty nester and we practice that and I'm telling you it works. The reason why we need those two is not because when they are achieving so much and when our kids fail mm-hmm. and make a mistake because as we know as a parent mm-hmm. especially me I'm, I make mistakes all the time mm-hmm. but our children need to be reminded when, when they fail or they you know they're not always good the words that have been spoken to them uh, the, the calling that has been in their lives to be reminded by that and, and you know and for them to continue to believe that mm-hmm. the God that their parents serve is also watching over them mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I love the the way she gave such practical ways for us to see that we are the dream releasers for our kids or we get the opportunity or the gifting to be able to be like, how can I help this dream? And some practical things that I thought are so great is every morning get to look at your kids in a fresh way. And then the second thing is to learn something new about them every single day. I think that's so practical. It's such an easy uh, takeaway, but yet it's so profound. And then there's four things there at the end that I'm going to put into a prayer that I feel is such a great prayer is like they don't have to look at the world to shape their identity because they have Christ or to find their place because they have purpose in Christ or to when they have a problem, they know he's his provider. And the last one she said was when they have an achievement that they'll know who to praise. And I just think it's so beautiful that I desire that, that for us, we get to just say, hey, honey, or baby, look up. Like your help, where does our help come from? Like the word of God says, it help comes from the Lord. So I love it's beautiful. Yeah, hats off to Pastor Ken too for just not just preaching a sermon, but living it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. By letting, letting his, right. uh, his mm-hmm. kin come out and uh, yeah. finish, the, finish the sermon. Right it was just there. kind of a great yeah. picture of what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. What about, what, what about the greatest of all time, yeah. you guys, right? Oh. How about being a the GOAT conversation? I mean, hey, hey, Joey, it just got real. You know, you know, it Joey just, just brought it to another level yeah. because Pastor Ken talks about, you know, to be the greatest of all time, you you, you, you be a servant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And part of servanthood, and, and I think it speaks to what you shared, uh, Joey, is it takes some submission. Mm-hmm. Like we have to, there's, a, there's a whole lot we got to surrender about ourselves mm-hmm. if we're going to serve something greater. Mm-hmm. And he shared this quote by Dr. Martin Luther King. Hopefully, you know, I didn't want to bring it back to mind. And Dr. Martin Luther King says it this way. He goes, look, everybody can be great Mm -hmm. because everybody 
can serve. Mm. Man, and and to, mm. to bring it into that nugget and to give us the opportunity to be the greatest of all time, yeah. right? By looking for opportunities to serve, help people. Right. Joey, right? Like, like I mean, who, who can we inspire? How can we use our, mm. our influence? Mm-hmm. How can we like just like help people through their obstacles, remove obstacles in their lives? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it, it doesn't take a lot, man, but, but, but we can't. With what little we have, mm-hmm. yeah, and if we put yeah. it in God's hands, He can do He can do much. Mm-hmm. You know, especially during this time, you know, with you know, I'm a teacher, I'm a drum teacher, right? I teach privately, but also teach at the high schools. And um, in order for me to make this right, to be healed, so that way I could be pure, mindful, uh, to understand children where they're at and their struggles right now, being at home to COVID and being online and trying to be creative on how do I do online teaching and all that. And hopefully we get back there soon, and we will get back there soon. Um, I want to be the GOAT. I want to be the greatest of all dads. Yeah. I'm change yeah. that GOAT to G-O-A-D. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, greatest of all dads, you know? So, you know, I'm challenging all my brothers out there to jump on the shit with me. It's okay to admit. It's But... We could be healed. We could Amen. be pure. We could be right. Make That's it right. right. Yeah. I want to walk on in Father's faith and 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 make it right. Yeah. You know, I'm not working right now, but you know what? My father's working 24 seven in me. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Come on, man. So I can yeah. keep working that's right. through him that's true. and with him. That's true. That's so, so good, man. The goat. That's where I'm at. Uh, just and you know. Just to put this aside there, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not Larry Bird? And, 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 and if, you, if you believe it's LeBron James, then come at me, bro. <laughs> Email me at VaughnThompsonJr at gmail.com. We will get into this discussion. We will go at it. Come but, on. No, but yes, the, yeah. the greatest of all time. Boom. Uh, I, I, you know, I just, it, Pastor Ken is, is leading us this year in, into dreaming again. And I, I love the, how he summed the dreaming up in this way, mm-hmm. that it's pushing others forward. Yeah. It's the, it, it really is, it's not about your greatness, yes. about being the greatest of all time. It's yeah, about it's his greatness and, and us passing off this legacy. And what I see of, of him referring to these other greats as Martin Luther King and all the greats that we hear about and we learn from through the ages, mm-hmm. they didn't invent anything. They handed something down. Yeah. Right. They distilled the wisdom from those who came before them right. and they handed it down. That's how greatness is... That's how we got to the moon, is, is not just one person figuring it out. Yeah. It was a collective compound knowledge of, 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 the, of our civilization that yeah. moved us mm-hmm. forward and enabled us to, to experience something collectively that we can't do individually. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, we need to be reminded. That we, and here's a thought, too, that I had, is that goals are not dreams. Yeah. It's, goals are for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dreams are for others. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think yes. that's, we, that's something we need to think that's about. Right. Like, God, when yes. we teach us to dream, not just how to make money or how to be mm-hmm. famous or how to yeah. be known, right. but how can we see the kingdom mm-hmm. pushed forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, forward. and mm-hmm. as the image that Pastor Ken said of those friends who brought the other person to Jesus. That's right. That's right. Like, how powerful is that? First of all, to think of all the times in my life that I've had other people, family or whoever, people pray and get me to a place, but then also to be like, where can I grab and help and say, come on, you can do it and be that cheerleader that Christ is for us, that we get to be that cheerleader for the people around us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Pastor Romel, tell us how the Family Life Center is. Well, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, Pastor Ken's just talking to me. It's one of those, right? (laughs) I'm the only one, right? Like, why is he talking just to me? The second touch he shared about Jesus 
right? That he, he first touch, and I can see things, and there's this second touch that, that Jesus, that there's this process that goes on. And, and, and dreaming again for us, uh, particularly for my wife and I, right, has been a process, especially with the Family Life Center. And I'm excited about this. Get excited, Pastor Ken said. I'm excited. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, part of dreaming again with the Family Life Center is everybody every sort of looks at Family Life Center as a place where, like, you come and work out. Or uh, this new dream. What, we were, what we're dreaming again is that God's going to use Aurora and I uh, to build more than just a family life center, but a family life ministry mm. where people can come and like work out what it means to be a family, mm. just like we've been talking about today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for living this out. Thank, and th- Joey, I just, again, I just want to thank you for yes. leading with, with your bravery, leading with your yeah. testimony, your story, and and, and putting yourself out there so that others could be encouraged and inspired by what God's doing in your family. I believe the great, like Pastor Ken always says to us, great days are ahead of us. Amen. The great Amen. days are ahead of you and your family. And I believe that too for everyone that's there. That's right. You know, I, I, I think this is a season where we push others forward in, yes. in, the, in a godly way, right? Yes. We push them forward, <laughs> encourage them to go forward. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Ask, ask the Lord to put someone on your mind. Maybe you, need to, maybe you need to text somebody today and ask them how their dream's coming. Mm. Maybe we need to, to encourage, encourage one another. How's yeah. that project coming? How's mm-hmm. that song coming? How's that book coming? How's, right. how's that business plan coming? Are we, are we working towards something? Yeah. Because we can't just sit here and wait for the stars to align, mm. for the time to be perfect <laughs> and everything forever. to get back to normal. Then we'll start to dream. No, it starts now, right, right. Pastor? Yes. We don't start... Our diet, you know, whenever every, there's no more holidays. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We just had a new year. That's right. That's right. <laughs> when so let's let's go forward. Let's go get it. Pastor Romel, I want to I, I, I end this uh, series and the wrap for this series with a prayer. Can you just pray us out real quick? Just yes. put, uh, releasing dreams. Absolutely. Release it. Father, you are a God that's faithful. Father, that you have started every good work. And that is, that is watching right now, that's coming to mind right now. And you are faithful to complete every bit of it. Father, I pray you meet everyone at the height of where they are, at the depths of where they need. Father, as far as those will run, Father, and as wide as the gap may be, may you meet each and every person there. Father, that you are causing people not just to dream again, Father, but you have given people great faith, believing in a great God. And there's going to be great things yet to come. Truly, the spirit of this church and this seed is that great days are still ahead. And we pray this and believe this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. There it is. Angel of faith. We are living this thing out together. Yes. Come on, put it in the chat. Dream again. Text somebody today. Dream again. Call somebody today. Dream again. Dream again. Let's do it, everybody. We love you. And as always, you're so right.